This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Vote Sebastian for president of the official Star Wars fan club. Sebastian will ensure that this fandom sees an announcement of a fourth Star Wars celebration before summer comes. Sebastian will appear all over fandom in order to maintain the power of the Force, strong in the hearts of all Star Wars fans. Sebastian will include Star Wars galaxies in the membership kit. He's crazy, he's got vision, and like Troy Denning said, Sebastian for president. And of course, if you vote for Sebastian, anyone can carry a blaster. Vote Sebastian for president. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that is scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scrappy-looking nerd? You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth to get no such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Star Wars on Direct number 79 for this edition of March 12th, 2006. Of course, I'm joined today, again, by beautiful Audrey. Hello. And Brian. Hi. Who's still a little bit sick. So is Audrey. So am I. <laughs> Both you guys. I, I want to get you sick next. Yeah. You wanna <laughs> Come on, Brian. Put him down. We'll take turns with playing tonsil hockey with him. No, I'll just spit <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah. I saw that episode mm. of South Park the other day. Congratulations. <laughs> the, where uh, Kenny gets uh, chicken pox, and Stan and Kyle and Cartman are supposed to go play at his house. And his uh, Kyle's mom wants him to get it, and he can't get it, so he said, play spit hockey or something like that. And they had a game where they spit into each other's mouths. Lovely. It's mm. great. Thirsty? I am. <laughs> All right, and I'll put the top back on. Yeah, because you don't want anything bad to happen to your computer, right, Brian? I like where your water is now. <laughs> There you go. So um, we got a special guest in today, and uh, we got our friend Dimitri who's wondering, like, who the hell is it? Is, the, is that by Brian? It's like, well, yeah, it's pretty much hell itself. 
<laughs> no, I'm just joking. It's uh, my favorite person to torture in all the world. It's uh, Adria. So she's not going to be coming on the forums tonight, nor on the chat room. So, sorry, guys. But maybe we can like convince her to go on the other computer and start typing or something eventually, and then you'll hear in the background. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, get me out of here! I want to go. Studios were so not what I imagined. Well, tonight's main subject is going to be the review of Republic Commando Triple Zero. And uh, I hope you guys have listened to the interview with Karen Travis last week because I think it was our best. It was really, really good. It's right up there with C3. Yep. And you know what I've been told by the head of concept conchair, like Concom today? That Karen Travis is not big enough for concept. (laughs) What? What? Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, I think you should tell people what concept is. Yeah, concept is Little Montreal Con, and uh, basically... It's a concept, at best. It basically receives under 400 people every year. And apparently Karen Travis is too is not big enough for that. I think it's the other way around. She's too big for concept. Yeah, that's what I think, too, but I'm not even going to go into that. So, so, they're not, so they're not getting her as a guest? Nope. They're not. They're fucking morons. I know. Okay, that's my one swear of the day. All right. That's good. Let's keep it to that. So, Brian, how can people contact us if you keep on swearing on today's show? And they want to tell us how they want you to stop swearing. Um, uh, they can contact us, uh, of course, by email at studio.swindirect.com. You can get onto our chat, our webcam, or listen to us live. Uh, check out our blog. Get into our stars on direct message board all through the... Uh, main page which is www.swendirect.com if you want us to call you to talk about the main subject which is Sebastian Republic oh. Commando triple zero of course um, you send us your information by MSN or by email and we'll call you up and we'll have you on the show That's our right. MSN uh, username is swindirect at hotmail.com and Luckily, if some of you were just dropping by the website this week and stopped by the webcam, you might have noticed that I was at work at some point, and then there was this time where I was working on my wonderful costume, and uh, apparently it's down now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has It has issues, but we'll get over it, because we got a brand new webcam! Awesome! So you can see how beautiful we really are behind that entire old blur. And uh, just stop it and restart it, I'm guessing. All right. Uh, we still have the same good old sound card, though. So it might crash during the show. We're not sure. But also, we have to remind people to vote, go vote for us on Podcast Alley. <coughs> That'd be really nice. Because you just go onto our main page, and you click on the little vote for us at Podcast Alley, and it'll take you right there. You don't even have to worry. Please for that. The end of the playlist. Yeah, I don't care. I want to do it now. Oh, is that how it's going to be? I'm going to do it now. Okay. Okay. You can, you can never push the show too much, can you, Sebastian? Well, no, you can't. No? No. Okay. Even when you're just showing off some t-shirts at C3 to some celebrities? That's of course. <laughs> that's not pushing the show too much? No, because you went weird on her. Oh, yeah, that's right. I went weird on her because I was drunk. <laughs> uh, all right. 
I don't really have much to say this week apart from the fact that it's been a long week and I'm going to tell you all about it in my little our little personal segment. And we're back. Yeah, yeah. So this week it was fun because I went paintball photographer. Ing? Photographing photographer. I went as a press photographer for paintball. And I got shut at. So I got little ping dots all over my chest and back. You got two. And legs. And some other parts of my anatomy I cannot show anybody here. You know, you can't show. It's more like we don't want to see. Yeah, that's it. Just too much information <laughs> as far as I'm But I'm proud to say, for those of you who have watched uh, Band of Brothers, that I'm now fully part of Easy Company. Because I got shot in the ass. That's right. I'm just proud of that. It just was fun. Just like Forrest Gump? Yeah. But I was really running thor- like through a bridge, and when I went for cover, bam, it hit me. It was just like a little slap. But it was fun. Anyway, it was great. Thanks to all the guys uh, from Sudden Harm and uh, from Arnold Paintball for letting me be a snowman because I was obviously the only one guy in total white suit. So you were like an RC? Yeah. And I and they, they, they basically told everybody not to shoot at me. Yes. So what? they shot at you? Yeah. Eight okay. games, 12 shots. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, per... Like an average of 1.3 shots per game. It's not, it's not that bad. All right. So, Brian, then you had something that happened to you this week? Nothing. I did nothing. Yeah, but like something good happened to you this week. Adria came home. Yeah, there you go. She was away, so that's it. That's all that's good that happened. Okay. And uh, Audrey has something that happened to a fan. Um. Yeah, I have a little story that I'm going to share with you guys. It's, it's, it's uh, hilarious. Something that I found on the FanForce boards the other day. So I'm just going to read it to you. Pocket Taser Stun Gun. A great gift for the wife. This was submitted by a guy who purchased his lovely wife a pocket taser for their anniversary. Last weekend I saw something at Larry's Pistol and Pawn Shop that sparked my interest. The occasion was our 22nd anniversary and I was looking for a little something extra for my wife Tony. What I came across was a 100,000-volt pocket-purse-sized taser. The effects of the taser were supposed to be short-lived, with no long-term adverse effects on your assailant, allowing her adequate time to retreat to safety. Way too cool. Long story short, I bought the device and brought it home. I loaded two AAA batteries into the darn thing and pushed the button. Nothing. I was disappointed. I learned, however, that if I pushed the button and pressed it against a metal surface at the, ma- at the same time, I'd get the blue arc of electricity darting back and forth between the prongs. Awesome. Yep, that's kind of cool. Unfortunately, I have yet to explain to Tony what that burn spot on the face of her microwave is. <laughs> okay, so I was home alone with this new toy thinking to myself that it couldn't be all that bad with only two AAA batteries, right? There I sat in my recliner, my cat, Gracie, looking on intently, trusting little soul, <laughs> while I was reading the directions and thinking that I really needed to try this thing out on a flesh and blood moving target. I must admit, I thought about zapping Gracie for a fraction of a second, <laughs> and thought better of it. 
poor little cat. She is such a sweet cat. But if I was going to give this thing to my wife to protect herself against a mugger, I did want some assurance that it was going to work as advertised. Am I wrong? Of course not. So there I sat in a pair of shorts and a tank top with my reading glasses perched delicately on the bridge of my nose, directions in one hand, taser in the other. The directions said that a one-second burst would shock and disorient your assailant. A two-second burst was supposed to cause muscle spasms and a major loss <coughs> of bodily control. A three-second burst would purportedly make your assailant flop on the ground like a fish out of water. Any burst longer than that would be wasting the batteries. I All like wasting batteries. <laughs> well, well, just a question, Brian. Like, if yeah. you were to buy a pocket taser for Adria, um, would you try it on yourself? Actually, in France, they in Europe actually they have these. Um, looks like a tennis racket. Yeah, and it's got metal bars across. I think I might have shown you once. My parents bought a couple, and they're for bugs. Okay. You hit a bug against it, and it like barbecues on the wires. Okay. And um, I tried it. I had to. I had to touch it, and it hurts like hell. <laughs> and that's just for bugs. <laughs> so I think I've learned my lesson about not touching anything that's electrified. Okay. Well, this guy goes on to like tell you what I, he does. I, I, I've I've read the yeah, story. I'm you scared. Have, but these people haven't heard this yet. So, anyways. All the while, this guy's looking at this little device measuring about five inches long, less than three quarters of an inch in circumference, thinking, pretty cute really, and loaded with two itsy-bitsy AAA batteries, thinking to himself, no possible way. What happened next is almost beyond description, but I'll do my best. I'm sitting there alone, Gracie looking on with her head cocked to one side as if to say, don't do it, master. Reasoning that a one-second burst from such a tiny old little thing couldn't hurt all that bad, I decided to give myself a one-second burst, just for the heck of it. I touched the prongs to my naked thigh, pushed the button, and holy mother! Weapons of mass destruction! (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Jesse Ventura ran through the side door, picked me up in the recliner, and then body-slammed us both on the carpet over and over and over again! I vaguely recall waking up on my side in the fetal position. I had tears in my eyes, body soaking wet, both nipples on fire, testicles nowhere to be found. (laughs) (laughs) With my left arm tucked under my body in the oddest position and tingling in my legs. The cat was standing over me making meowing sounds I'd never heard before, licking my face, undoubtedly thinking to herself, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> more. More. If you ever feel compelled to mug yourself with a taser, one note of caution. There is no such thing as a one-second burst when you zap yourself. You will not let go of that thing until it is dislodged from your hand by a violent thrashing about on the floor. A three-second burst would be considered conservative. Son of a... That hurt like hell. A minute or so later, I can't be sure as time was a relative thing at that point, I collected my wits, what little I had left. I sat up and I surveyed the landscape. My bent reading glasses were on the mantle of the fireplace. How did they get up there? (laughs) My triceps, right thigh, and both nipples were still twitching. 
My face. Nipples. That, that's what gets me, like your nipples. <laughs> I guess they're really sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> my face felt like it had been shot up but with Novocaine, and my bottom lip weighed 88 pounds. I'm still looking for my testicles. I'm offering a significant reward for their safe return. Still in shock, Tommy. I thought that was hysterical. The first time it's, I read that on the net, I was sitting in my chair. Tears were streaming down my face. I was laughing so hard. But anyways, I just thought I'd share that with everybody that's listening because I thought it was hysterical. It is hysterical, and trust me, I've been working with EL Cool Lights uh, lightsaber-making devices, mm-hmm. and they have a little power inverter where you plug in a 9-volt battery, but there's about 322 volts that come out of there. <laughs> At about... Two amps. That may not sound like much, but trust me, when you take both wires in your end and there's a battery at the other end, it hurts like hell. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, like, this guy has gone into the shop to buy this thing that's supposed to be, like, a self defense weapon or tool. I mean, like, of course it's supposed to cause some sort of bodily discomfort, you know? Yeah, but losing your testicles over it, that's. Well, I wouldn't know personally. I don't have that <laughs> problem. <laughs> but, you know. Wouldn't you be afraid of losing something else, though? That's eh, I don't have much to lose. <laughs> like a- any sensation in your body because you just, like, go into shock or something. That would be really bad. And um, I'd be more afraid of losing control of my bowels. Because <laughs> well, that's a major bodily function, so I'm assuming that he probably, like, was soaking wet because he like pissed on the floor <laughs> and sweating I think a little bit of both and then of course the taser was still running <laughs> and <laughs> well the thing is he's having muscle fluids. spasms so his hand's not going to let go of it it's going to be like this until like it gets knocked out of his hand that's it well I think he, when, like if his reading glasses go flying wouldn't <laughs> his hand also into that taser well, I'd be more afraid of probably the cat probably not to get hit as well yeah, it's a good cat. thing he didn't zap the cat he probably would have killed the poor thing of course well <laughs> he would have only zapped him once so one second yeah, yeah instead of like continuous and you know it's still like not too much of a problem to explain like honey I'm sorry I came home and the cat was dead at least it wasn't like one of those <laughs> oh but here's your gift <laughs> isn't it one, aren't you glad it's not one of those shooting ones where it yeah, shoots the prongs into your skin and then electrifies you with the prongs still in and then you keep electrifying people don't police have tasers <laughs> now some of them have taser guns yeah yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Because it's considered cruelty to shoot on someone. Apparently. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. So, in the terms of stupid things to do, uh, I went to the premiere of The Hells of Eyes this week. And while I'm not sure it's a stupid thing to do, I was only waiting for the mutantly geneti- genetically f- like freaks to come out of the, the canyon screaming, <laughs> or like <laughs> but they did not they were Jawas <laughs> honestly there's a girl running around with a red hood on and she looks like a Jawa yeah so Hills of Eyes I'm sorry co-produced by uh, Wes, Cra- Wes Craven it's, it's, a, it's an horror flick but you know what I'm just gonna refrain myself to say go beast and if you wanna go see the movie then you'll probably understand what I meant by that. Uh, it's one of those movies I actually recommend you wait until it actually gets on TV. But if it goes against Pulp Fiction, which everybody here has watched at least like a zillion times, 
you can still watch Pulp Fiction over that. So it's not that great. No. But I wanted to tell people that. But you know what? I was with m- m- one of our friends, and she said that she really liked it better than uh, Nightwatch, which I talked about the other night. Than uh, and I have to go see Nightwatch. Uh, Ultraviolet. So I don't know. It's 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 just classic, pure horror movie. But right now, it's mostly comedy. At some point, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, slasher is really good. Our movie hour, but anyhow, Audrey. Yes. Who's in the chat with us right now? In the chat right now, we have Arnie. We have Koki one seventy one. Ar- Arnie's kind of a sick bastard. That video he just sent me. What? Oh my God! Is there Lekus in it? No, there's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Are there Lekus in it? <laughs> you were uh, okay. Arnie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We have Arnie, we have Koki171, we have Delos, we have E5150, Casra, Gambler, Jipoy, uh, uh, Lunatic, Octavius3, Punk, Ewok, Skylover, Snake, Succotai, Tigerclaw, Toddy, and Wookie Mart. Alright, you guys rock. Thank you for being with us tonight. And uh, Brian, tell me, uh, are you still in shock from that video that Arnie sent you? or Yeah. Do you think you can like still feed us our information for, for the week? I think I can handle it. All right. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the miscellaneous news for this March 12th, 2006. I've got some very cool things. Uh, Apparently... Ian McDermott is going to be on Broadway for the uh, next 15 weeks, uh, starting on April 18th, um, in, uh, what, is it, what play is it, uh, Faith Healer, and uh, it's being directed by a bunch of direct British people, and it's going to be like Shakespearean and stuff, I guess. Speak up? Louder? Like this? Okay. Did, did you catch everything I said before? Yeah. Okay. Um, we should all be glad to know that beca- we're poor because George Lucas is a billionaire. Okay. He's uh, worth $3.5 billion. Is he? Yes. And he's at rank number 194. Yep. And Steal you your news, don't I? You know, you know what's... No, no. But you know what's really, really sad about that Forbes, like, richest man on Earth? Yeah. Of course, the richest man on Earth is Bill Gates. Yeah, I know. He's seconded by someone else in the U.S. The third guy is also a guy who got rich over Microsoft. Yeah, I know. And so is the seventh guy, I think. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Who's oh yeah, and, and you know, you know who's the second fortune, like the fourth fortune in the in U.S. Yeah. Michael Dell. Oh, he's a bastard. <laughs> Dells are such bad. Computers. And you know, you know what's really hilarious about those guys. When you take a look at their resumes, it all says, like, Harvard University, dropout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know what, kids? Stay in school. Trust me. Yeah, Sebastian. Hey, it says dropout. I'm, I'm going to be on that list someday. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. Um, the hyperspace uh, web strips are going to be deb- debuting by uh, 
They're going to start soon. So for hyperspace members, like Sebastian. Yes, like me. And if you would like to join hyperspace, you should ref- put Sebastian as your referral. No, actually, you know what? We, 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 we're, we're actually sponsoring a fan of the week. And uh, this week we're, we're sponsoring Yoda Andy, who's at two bounties right now, but he was like the first one to get two bounties in. So you know what? We're sponsoring Yoda Andy to get like present ship. Okay, so we should put his email on at some point. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be by Paul Enns and Tom Hodges. Which are basically the director of Lucas Online and one very good artist who was on the show for the show that was prior to C3. Exactly. Um, also, there's some very cool news in the miniatures department. We got to... Remember the at Toy Fair? They, they showed us the boxes for Champions of the Force. Yeah. And on the side, you could see three guys. Yep. So Jaina. Uh-huh. And you saw... Who's the other one? You saw... Oh, shit. Exarchon? I think, yeah, you saw Exarchon. And you saw uh, another one who everybody thought was like Mace Windu. Weren't sure. But but uh, Rob Watkins confirmed this week that it is the Dark Jedi Master. And he will be 29 points. He's going to be a generic figure. Non-unique. So he's going to put as many as you guys want. It's like okay. four teams. And he's kick ass. Really? Yeah, he's really cool. You can go check him out on Sith Clan. You don't have to read the text, but it's got the best setup. I'm guessing the specs are there as well. Specs, pictures of the fig, and the card. Cool. So we get everything. That's awesome. Thank you, Sith Clan. I just want Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> I want Jason. You just want Jaina because you want it, you want her to go with your little figure of Kip. Yes, they belong <laughs> together. Come on, Kip uh, and Jaina forever. Bring Jade. <gasps> Again. Ah. <laughs> uh, and Brian. Not much going on. That's pretty much it. Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, in the wonderful world of video games, there's actually some rumors that are circulating that the next Star Wars title from LucasArts after Lego, uh, the original trilogy, will be for the DS and PSP. Both. I can't wait for the DS. I'm both. Gonna get a DS. You're gonna get a, the new it's one. The light, but I'm gonna wait till New Mario or the yeah. New Mario's So thanks for a tip from the Jedi Council out of TFN. The game is rumored to be called Star Wars Shadow Strike. Although it's not, it hasn't been announced yet. The uh, game is expected to come out around May and will be published by Ubisoft Canada. So I'm going to apply at Game Love this week, just so Don't I they can do all the testing for. Just so, yeah. Well, Game Love is pretty much like the handheld division testing. Yep. Yeah. So. Cool. Maybe you'll. Hey. That that'd would be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Hey. That That'd would be, cool be so awesome. It's like Seb- Sebastian testing games. Star I, hope Wars. I hope you're not under NDA. I'll well, I will probably be. But you'll tell me anyway, right, Sebastian? But I'll tell you, and I'll tell Audrey. But I won't be able to tell our listeners. But who am I to like? But I'm under NDA, but you're not. Exactly. <laughs> so if you send me some pretty shiny things, yeah, uh, like a master replica. The force effects lightsaber. I would divulge anything. Okay, I see. He found his soft spot now. Master replicas. Okay. All right. And also in the Star Wars Galaxies news, there's uh, two more hotfix uh, hotfix that hotfixes that went out. Published 27.4 and 27.5. Uh, multiple bug have been frequently occurring, and now they're apparently 
better. Uh, there's more stealth enhances uh, that have a test server. They're expected to come out with Publish 28. That is supposed to be coming out later this month. Also, Sunny Online Entertainment has, has given us some details about what we're doing with armor and player versus player bounty hunts. Uh, I'm going to send you the uh, basic thread from the Sony Online uh, forums, and you can re go read all about it there. And uh, that's pretty much it for the video game news for this week. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots they're the most beautiful Welcome to Fan Audio News. Um, Star Wars and Beyond number 14 features new co-host Brian Patrick Stoyle and an interview with In the Beginning's Andrew Bettis. In the Beginning is back with Foundations number 3, the second half of the feature on Nathan P. Butler's Fan Audio Works. Uh, Joe Harrison and Silas Carter, best known for the Conquest of the Empire audio drama series, have returned to Fan Audio, even while finishing Conquest of the Empire work with a brand new fan-made audio radio show entitled Alta Radio. The show's first episode has just premiered, so be sure to check out this new entry into the fan audio genre. And Nathan P. Butler has now finished work on his upcoming podcast novel audiobook, Echoes. The original fiction tale will premiere with the first four chapters being released on April 1st, followed by new releases of two chapters per week, each week thereafter. The project runs for 20 chapters, so expect releases all throughout April and May. Did you guys ever get a chance to go and check out the Echoes uh, uh, files that were available? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, they're... They're on, they're, they're on my hard drive. Okay, because they're not available for public access anymore because they're going to release the finished version on April 1st. Okay. But they still have the teaser trailer available if anybody wants to go and listen to it. Um, and I can't begin to tell you how good the first two chapters were that I listened to, um, I guess, two weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm eagerly awaiting the release of the show. All right. Well, that's awesome. So, 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 so. Is that it? That's it for tonight. That's it for tonight. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, my Roy. Roger, Roger. All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. And welcome to the, com to the collecting news for this March 12, 2006. And we are joined, as usual, as every week, by none other than Arnie, and sadly today, not Marjorie. No, Marjorie is actually busy um, greasing meat. 
Well, I'm happy you're telling us it's me she's greasing, not you. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's cooking a roast for dinner, and you happen to get to this segment right as she was spicing it, so... Well, you've just got me for the evening. Keep on spicing, Marjorie. Keep on spicing. (laughs) Yes, and I I do listen to the show before I'm on. I did hear me be called a sick bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I, I meant it lovingly. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure you did, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I- anyone who uh, listens in the future, it was cat porn. <laughs> yes, which is still kind of gross. But it's exactly what Not it is. kind of gross, totally gross. But, hey, that's VH1 for you, anything for ratings. I, I guess. Apparently. Apparently. All right. So, collecting news. It's not that much, really. We're kind of starting to hit some dark times, as we predicted, you know, as you guys have talked about and we've talked about on Star Wars Action News. There's not a whole lot new. We're in, the, we're in kind of the lull after Toy Fair. So much was announced at Toy Fair. But there were a couple big a- announcements this week, one of which is the Qui-Gon Jinn 12-inch figure from Sideshow. I saw and that. that I saw that, and I, I just... I, I I hope I'm going to be able to get one. I think it looks great uh, from from the pictures we've seen so far, and I really love all the the the, the way they actually did the clothing on it. So I I hope that I'm going to be able to be lucky enough to uh, to get it on eBay. Well, you know, can you sign up for the newsletter in Canada and just order it when it comes available this Friday? I think so. I'm not sure. I'm on the newsletter. You are? Yeah. Well, so there you go. You can you can probably like get it, but like right now, I got to concentrate on some like community event before I concentrate on myself. <laughs> well, this is Let me tell you how good this one is for the listeners. The picture on Sideshow's webpage has a photograph from the Phantom Menace, and they put the Qui-Gon doll in the picture, and it's so good, I couldn't even tell. I honestly thought that was just part of the photograph. I've gone ahead and posted the link in your forums for the live listeners, or for the, in the chat. So that is really, and I don't like the Sideshow 12-inch, and this one is restored. I'm now regretting not getting on with the first figure, because if the others are as good as this one, then I'm, I made a mistake. Arnie, I'm I'm just gonna support your resolution for the year, and I'm just gonna say buy what you like. Exactly, and I like this Qui Gon, so I may buy it. But but Arnie, but please don't buy any more diecasts. I, I listened to <laughs> to that, and I was just like, no, don't stop stop with those two, those two, the the Boba Fett and the Darth Vader. From what you said, were nice. They're not really all that great. But they're not bad. I mean, if you look at the photos at Star Wars Action News, which they're actually down right now, but I'm redesigning ReviewStarWars.com, but they look pretty good. They're just not, they don't look $15 good is the problem. And underneath the helmets, they look really bad. But they're not that bad, really. They're, they're just, they're not as good as could be. They're not as good as an Unleashed, which costs $15. But I'm, ha- I'm pretty happy with the line, and I'm hoping that the Stormtrooper is going to be cool. I I'm sure the stormtrooper is going to be cool. We're all going to be like like dark helmet with our little 12-inch dolls from Sideshow Collectibles in our closets and we're going to be playing like Star Wars. 
no, sir, I didn't see you playing with your Sideshow 12-inch dolls again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder Another what... Another piece of collecting news from this, uh, just to anticipate for this week, is, if you remember, Toy Fair teamed up with Hasbro to have the fans' choice figure with the write-ins, and... This week, the issue of Toy Fair comes out that lists the finalists so we know who we can vote from. And that's actually very exciting for me. I'm very curious to see what the masses voted for. I voted for Jason Solo. Or no, I, no, I put in my vote finally for Yuzong Vong, Warrior. That would be very cool, Yuzong Vong. But Yuzong Vong are tall, and they said it has to fit on a basic card, so that could actually have been disqualified. He's not; they're not supposed to be that tall. There's like, but Chew- they're they're small. They're smaller than Chewbacca, and they make Chewbacca figures. Okay, they're smaller than Chewbacca. I've only seen the um, Nathan Butler comic cover. He uh, sent me a picture of that, and when I saw that, they looked really tall. They're 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 human sized, about. Okay then that shouldn't be any problem. That would be very cool. I'd like to see one of those. I personally went with the vote for the Obi-Wan Kenobi and clone armor, but better than last time, because that's what our Star Wars Action News listeners voted for. So I cast my vote in their honor. Cool. And a couple other collecting things. If you still haven't ordered the double-bladed Darth Maul Force Effects lightsaber from Master Replicas, if you go to Andrew's Toys and use the coupon code it, you'll get $10 off. Oh, that's pretty cool. And finally, um, just Star Wars Action News is having a contest where you can get autographed Masamita figures signed by David Bowers, the actor who played Masamita in episodes 2 and 3. And to enter, you just have to go to ReviewStarWars.com to find out all the details. Cool. So you'll be able to get a peg warmer. Yes, a signed peg warmer. Awesome. That's great. Nobody warms a peg like Masamita did with episode three. We had a ongoing Masamita count for many weeks, and there were as many as fifty-two on the pegs at one time, with no other figures in sight. All right. Uh, <laughs> but how many? But none of those were signed by David Bowers, and we, so with Watergraph's help, we're able to get some signed by David Bowers. And so, who else would give a co- would have a contest for a signed peg warmer? Uh, I no one. Yep. Exactly. That's <laughs> so that's about all we have from this side of the border. All Good right. talking to you guys again. It was a pleasure as usual. And uh we'll 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 hear all about you tomorrow as you release your uh latest podcast, right? Yep, new web new podcast will be released tomorrow morning at reviewstarwars.com. dot awesome. All right. Well Thanks a lot guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 This is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. We're the hosts of Star Wars Action News, Star Wars Collecting Podcast, and you are listening to Star Wars Undirect. And we are back on Star Wars on Direct with the community update with none other than our greatest fan from out from overseas and as James from Dublin, Ireland. How are you How doing, are James? You? What? How are you? 
oh, we're doing great. I mean, like, everybody just keeps on making fun of my ping dots. Because they're, got like, pussies shots? Oh. Are you calling all those players pussies? Because no, I'm calling only you a pussy because you're complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm proud of my, like, You just war. want pity. No, you just, you said it before. No, he, I don't want pity. I want to show off I was shot. He wants you to kiss it better. I'm telling I'm telling everyone that paintball is twelve in the morning over here, but you know, seven o'clock at you guys. Calm it down. Oh you you don't you don't want to have nightmares tonight thinking of Brian kissing (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that paintball doesn't hurt that much. That's that's all I'm saying. But you keep bringing up your little bobos. Because they don't hurt. And it's so cool. It's like I was like doing physical stuff yesterday and I'm not dying today so that's good I'm just LTR for it that's very good Sebastian yeah okay so James what's going on overseas uh, not too much um, I can't really top that now can I <laughs> um, in, in the UK we have Collectoromania number 9 uh-huh. that's, on, that's on in Milton Keynes uh, for anyone that doesn't know England too well that's uh, the home of, of now Wimbledon Football Club uh, that's on Friday the 28th of April Monday the 1st of May uh, 2006 so that's coming up soon and the address is www.collectoromania.com and always that will be posted up on the website after the show and I have an update on the London and Film Comic Con 4 uh, special guests are already including Carrie Fisher and now I can proudly announce that Wookie Mart's favourite and Sebastian's good friend Peter Mayhew will be attending oh awesome all right. And, and also, on George Lucas' note, Richard Dreyfus, who stars in the film American Graffiti, will be attending. That's so, right. So, you know, there's some good people coming up. And uh, again, I'll, I'll put the website up on, uh, on the on the board afterwards and people can have a look. All right. Well, thank you very much for all that good work, James. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, of course, we want to encourage people to uh, send you their information if they're doing events overseas. As always, if absolutely anything, you know, big or small, anything, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. And I, I, I'd like to uh, encourage the, the South Australian fan force yet again. Uh, they've been very good, so keep it up. So con- congratulations to everyone, and uh, hopefully some more people will be contacting you, and we're talking even like uh, fan force events. Yes. All right. So All right. Th- see you guys next week, then. Yep. Bye, James. Bye. All right, so uh, yeah, that's it. The uh, the speaking of fan force, the New, Jer- New Jersey Order uh, will be having their March meeting on March 25th at the Rex Lex at 2 p.m. Uh, visit the New Jersey forums for more information and directions for the Rex Plex. Or you can send uh, Lifesaver um, a PM so he can tell you all about th- this wonderful meeting. There's also Star Wars Day X that is uh, still coming into the uh, the UK. So it's uh, the X-wing fundraiser, and uh, that was actually that was actually today, and uh, hopefully someone will be able to give us some feedback from what happened there, because there were tons and tons and tons of uh, of people like Jerome Blake who played Massimita, and uh, we were talking about Jerome today because he was at uh, Celebration Three, and uh, he gave away a lot of hot chocolate in the George Lucas line of hell. I have a really embarrassing moment with him because he's really tall, right? Yes. I went to have my picture taken at the photograph hall with him. And, of course, you know, you wrap your arms around the person. And I wrapped my arm around him, and I grabbed his <laughs> ass. 
It was quite the embarrassing moment. He just looked at me and smiled, and I said, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I put my arm up a little higher. I'm sure so that he got that, that picture is a lot. pretty funny picture because I'm like <laughs> trying all not to die laughing. All red. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, these things happen. <laughs> they do. They they really do. <laughs> and um, I wanted to take uh, a moment to notice the uh, Star Wars hyperspace contest that is going on right now to become the official Star Wars fan club president. Uh, so it's a really wonderful contest that the guys out of Hyperspace have, uh, have put out. And, of course, you got to be a registered member of Hyperspace to be able to participate in that contest. And you also have to be in certain part of the U.S. So for all the rules, I'll let you go at IDG Entertainment uh, at their website so you can get the entire rules. Uh, but right now, I want to keep everyone updated so, USC Wannabe has six bounties in. And that's about, like, in the last three days. It's pretty good. He's got himself a t-shirt. So, that's very good. He's, he's the first one to get himself a t-shirt. So or con- she. Congratulations. Yeah. Like that user. That's what I meant. And uh, Yoda Andy has tumbled down to second position. Oh, no. With only two. With two bounties. So, you know what? This week, I want you guys who are joining... The Star Wars Hyperspace, uh, the Star Wars Official Fan Club, to get your vote in for Yoda Andy because he's the user, uh, the sponsored user of the week. Very cool. We're like sponsoring users now. And we want you guys who are signing up for Hyperspace to go vote for Yoda Andy this week because, you know, he was the first one to actually bring in two bounties. He was one of the first ones to actually participate in the contest, so you should most definitely go vote for him. You know, that's what I call dedication. And it's not because he's, he's uh, he hasn't had more bounties to his list so far that he's not a good guy. And USC wannabe, well, congratulations. You just walked into a room full of bounty and you just, like, killed him out in a single shot. Bring them all in. Yep. <laughs> so, congratulations <laughs> to all of you guys. And uh, we most definitely uh, encourage you to keep on checking up that wonderful board that's over at StarWars.com with the wonderful uh, list of people going in and out. Alright, this pretty much concludes the community update. I want to tell you all about um, the the Star Wars concert that is coming up in June here in Montreal. Uh, It's by the OVMF, so it's only wind instruments. And uh, it's it's a very very nice concert. Uh, we had the original trilogy a few a uh, few years ago, and they're going to be giving us the prequel trilogy this year. Awesome! So that promises to be really 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 nice. And uh, that's pretty much it. In terms of uh, of, of community as well, I want to mention that uh, you know the uh, Star Wars trading the the SWTCCC. Star Wars trading card game, TCG. TCG has been uh, has been cancelled, and uh, some people have been playing for a long, long time. And uh, well one of our they haven't brought out a set in a long time. Yeah, but people are still playing, so it's kind of stupid that they're not keeping up with that series. You know, just like Magic: The Gathering. But what do you want to do? Magic after it's what twelfth edition or something? Something like that. I don't know. Stupid I still own like my fifth edition. <laughs> Oh, I should sell mine. I'm about to trade it in for minis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. Yep. So I wanted to say thank you to uh, the the guys at TeamClick.com for their wonderful review of uh, Star Wars on Direct. 
uh, kudos to you guys. And uh, I'm sorry I do a lot of, uh, but um, that's I'll try um, to, um, you know. Um, that's get, actually pretty natural in radio. A lot of announcers yeah, um, go. But I'll try to get uh, like um, better, this, uh, you know. <laughs> are we lost? Um, not sure exactly where we are. <laughs> oh, that's where we are. Audrey, who's in the chat with us right now? In the chat right now, we have Admiral, we have Arnie, we have Koki171, we have Delos, E5150, Ikasra, Gambler, Jipoy, uh, Lunatic, Punk, Ewok, Simon Kenobi, Skylover, Snakes, Sakatai, Spud, Tigerclaw, Toddy, and Wookie Mart. Alright, well, thank you guys for being in here. Uh, of course, please feel free to go drop your... Uh, <laughs> I'm going on with Dion now. <laughs> Feel free to go drop your review of Triple uh, Zero if you've read it. Um, otherwise, you can just keep on talking in chat and let us let us know what you think about uh, simple Republic Commando book because you know it's Tom Clancy Star Wars, basically. It's awesome and it's it's really great. And well, I'll keep that for because I got a few questions to ask you guys. All right, so now we're going to go to a short sponsor break, and we're going to be listening to uh, Tatooine TV number twenty-six. But just before that, we're going to be listening to Natalie Portman uh, when she as she went on SNL, <laughs> and we're going to hear, you know, the rap. Oh. Do the sh- do the my shizzle. Oh no! And go with the hip hop, you Is know, and all that. Did you put the questions also? Yeah, I think they're in there. Okay, cool. So. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back on Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, right after this short break with the actual main subject, which is Star Wars Republic Commando Triple Zero. And that is the coordinates for Carson, for those of you who didn't know. But there's a few more things like that that are coming up right after this break. For years, sci fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At planetfandom.com <laughs> The future. A world ruled by corruption, lawlessness, and fear. The perfect place for mercenaries to do what mercenaries do. But for one mercenary, you know my name? that's about to change. On February 15th, Starnight Interactive presents a podcast unlike any you've ever heard. J. Marcus Xavier's They said the future would be paradise. They were wrong. Some material may not be suitable for younger listeners. SilentUniverse.com
I've been in over a dozen films, but I think people probably know me best from my role in the three Star Wars movies. Yeah, you have a question? Uh, yes. Uh, funny you mentioned Star Wars. Uh, I, I have an episode two specific question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, are we honestly supposed to believe that Jago Fett willingly worked hand in hand with Sifo Dyas in the Galactic Senate to build a clone army on the planet of Camino? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess it's all the time. You know, certain kinds of people think that just because I was in Star Wars, I, I know everything about it. So you don't know the answer? <laughs> well, I'd begin by saying that Sifo Dyas never worked directly with Jango Fett, and it was Darth Tyrannus who selected the Mandalorian bounty hunter after Sifo Dyas's murder. Right, I forgot that. I forgot about that. Well, I, I, I guess you also forgot that Count Dooku, who later became Darth Tyrannus, uh -huh. murdered Sifo Dyas at the orders of right. Darth Sidious, and then later presented his lightsaber to General Grievous. Never mind. <laughs> cleared that up for you, but uh, any other questions? Oh, yeah, you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, in episode three, when Obi-Wan is sent to Kashyyyk to find uh, General Grievous... Uh, that's weird, because I don't remember Obi-Wan being sent to Kashyyyk to find General Grievous. I remember him being sent to Utapal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can... I mean, yeah. <laughs> So when he, when he was sent to Utapal, uh, was it? <clears throat> and he sees Grievous talking to Lot Don. Excuse you, me, sir. I, I think you've got your Nemoidians mixed up. You're probably thinking about new gun rights. It's a pretty common mistake. But what's your question? I, I do not have a question. Um, does anyone have a real Star Wars question? Yeah, uh, I believe I have a question. Great. What is it? Star Wars. Um, what is that? <laughs> You know what? Ha how about no more Star Wars questions, okay? Yeah, yeah. You had to shave your head recently. Yeah, it was for my new movie, V for Vendetta. So it, it wasn't for headlights? No, no, it wasn't. I owe my daughter a big apology. Okay, anyone else? Uh, my question is about your first movie, The Professional. Great. You know, I was, I was actually 11 when I made that movie. Uh, yes, I do know that. <laughs> my question is, do you still have any of your wardrobe from that movie? And if so, would you be willing to sell it? Okay, that's gross. Okay. I think that's about enough. We have a great show. Fall Out Boy is here. We're sitting here today with film star Natalie Portman. Hello. So, Natalie, what's a day in the life of Natalie Portman like? Do you really want to know? Please, tell us. I don't sleep, mother off that yak and that turban. Doing 120, getting hit while I'm swerving. Damn, Natalie, you a crazy chick. You shut the up and suck my d I'm busting dudes bounce like gushers, mother Roll up on NBC and Yes. 
I'm sorry, Natalie. Are we to believe you condone driving while intoxicated? I never said I was a role model. But what about the kids that look up to you? Do you have a message for them? All the kids looking up to me can suck my ass and put my mother drink till I'm Natalie, I'm surprised. All this from a Harvard graduate. Well, there's a lot you may not know about me. Really? Such as? When I was in Harvard, I smoked weed every day. I cheated every test and started all the yay. I got a dead posse. You got a bunch of dudes. I'll sit right there on your face and take the s*** Natalie, one final question. If you could steal a smooch from any guy in Hollywood, who would it be? No more questions. What? Indy, the men have found something. What have your men found? They see a doorway. Right. <laughs> It must be thousands of years old. Sala, we gotta open it. Indeed. We mustn't open the door. It could be dangerous. Hand me a pry bar. It's a recording. <laughs> I told you it would be all right. What's the inscription? It says, Tatooine TV. Well, let's play some. This here is Roy D. The producers of Tatooine TV wish to apologize for the preceding cheesy intro. Tatooine TV. Okay, kids, here we go. Sing the Tatooine TV theme song. Tatooine TV, it's really funny. It won't make you money. My feet are big and my ears are long too. And I hope that everybody... This is a different song, boys and girls. And then... Now Tatooine TV... You need a loan, you're not alone. You can use a force or the telephone. Call us in a hurry, don't fret or worry. Just give us a holler and you'll get the dollars, G. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, word to your mother. Super corporate bank, where droids are people too. Oh, hello, my dear. Hi. Um, is there something you want? I am here to see Mr. Chapman. I have an appointment. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you have an appointment? Uh, I 
just said that. No, I just said that. Look, Blonde, I need a bank loan and I am in a hurry. That's hot. I beg your pardon? You said you were in a hurry. Like the jingle. Call us in a hurry, don't fret or worry. So? So? That's kind of hot. You know what else is hot? Ow! Well? You're right, that's hot. You will take me to Mr. Chapman now. I will take you to Mr. Chapman now. Oh, thank you. Thank me. All right, stop that. Mr. Chapman, there's a wrinkly old guy here to see you. Ah, Lord Sirius, please, ah, Lord Sirius... Please come in. That's quite the secretary you have there. Yes, that that was Paris Hilton. Was it really? She's filming the new season of her reality series, The Simplified, The Simple Life Galactic Intern. Interesting. I hear next week she'll be dancing for Jabba the Hutt. Mr. Chapman, I am here about my loan. Ah, yes, the Death Star. Death Star Mark II. Right, that thing. Listen, I've talked to my bank president three times, and they're not inclined to give you the loan. They're what? Yes. Quite frankly, they're concerned about its basic construction, considering the last one was blown up by an upstart farm boy whose only previous claim to fame was bullseyeing womp rats in a T-16. That's a lot more difficult than it seems. They're only two meters. Be that as it may... We've looked over your plans and found a few major design flaws in this one. First of all, we want to see a force field installed during construction. Mr. Chapman, this is the most sophisticated weapon of death ever constructed. And it's basically a sitting duck until it becomes operational. Like anyone would dare to attack my Death Star. They did once. Oh, fine, fine. We'll need to put up a force field around it. I suppose we can project a force field from a nearby planet, say, Naboo. Yeah, I don't know that my manager will go for that. You see, the Gungans live on Naboo, and seeing how those klutzy primitives tend to break things by accident, it's not an ideal location. Very well, then. We will set it up on the moon of Endor. Endor? Nothing but trees and teddy bears. And you think that's safe? <laughs> like teddy bears would ever pose a threat to the mighty empire. All right, then. There are a few other issues. Such as? Well, we like that the exhaust port was eliminated from the new design. Great move. Well, learn from history or repeat it, right? But there's this tunnel... Not easily accessible, but it's large enough that a group of stunt fighters or, say, a Karelian freighter could penetrate it, blow the power system, and fly back out just in time to escape a massive explosion. Oh, now, that's really splitting hairs, isn't it? Lord Sidious, we're looking at a seven-quintillion credit loan. My bank is going to need guarantees that some womanizing gambler isn't going to blow this one out of the sky. What did you have in mind? Well, our legal department put our heads together and came up with a solution. Which is? A large orange sign posted at the secret entrance that says, Off Limits. That's it, is it? I agree to put a silly orange sign up, and we can have this loan? Well, there is one more thing. What the photon else? Well... We notice from the floor plans that you have provided plenty of restroom facilities. 
but only one in ten are designated for females. Yeah. I think you know that this is in direct violation of Intergalactic Equal Opportunity Law 35.675.3785.3565-B, as written and presented by the late great Senator Amidala. Oh, they... Now, Lord Sidious, we greatly value your business here. But in order to approve this loan, we do insist that the plans be modified to provide equal access for all genders and species. Even huts? Even huts. Mr. Chapman, are you aware that our military units are almost exclusively human males and therefore do not require equal restroom facilities? Well, Lord Sidious, I wouldn't know anything about that. I just know that the law states... And what our policy says about compliances with that law. Mr. Chapman, I am the Emperor, and I am the law. I'm sorry, sir, but Super Corporate Bank believes in equal opportunity. And we will not do business with any government or entity that does not recognize every species' right to use a restroom in its own way. Very well, Mr. Chapman. If you are so set against giving me your business... I am. I have no choice but to introduce you to the business end of a rancor. Are we clear? Will you require a check or cash, Lord Sidious? Ah, a check will be fine. Very good, sir. It's a pleasure doing business with you, and if there's anything else you require... Yes, and I will be taking your secretary. Paris! What? You're going home with Lord Sidious. Why would I do that? Because I am the richest, most powerful man in the galaxy. That's hot. Tatooine TV, episode 26, is a Jeff Roney Designs production. For full credit information, please visit jrdonline.com. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom for this edition of March 12, 2006. And this is now the main subject, my most favorite book of all times, Republic Commando Triple Zero. It's, it, I find it to be even better than Art Contact. And I'm going to tell you all about that. <laughs> there is some troubling <laughs> action. Actually... 
<laughs> happening right in front of me right now. That, that was hilarious. I like his face. I was stunned. I was like, what? It was a stun gun. <laughs> okay, can we put Noel's gun down now? No. I'm going to shoot you. Because I just totally edited out my next comment, so... I really, really want <laughs> to be able to sign it and send it to him. You're gonna sign it, and s- and well, you guys too, because he wants us all he to wants sign it, it. Autographed. Yeah. Cool. Wow. So it's now my I feel first like a celebrity. <laughs> what do you mean? It's your fir- didn't you had one at like <laughs> C3? Nobody wanted my autograph at C3. So sorry. Somebody wanted your autograph at C3. I signed, I think, three or something. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you know the first day when I was in the will call line? I met up with these guys from France, and when they found out I was from Montreal, the first thing they asked me was, do you know Sebastian Mino? And I was like... Oh, yeah, the French guys. I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, they were all over me because I knew him, and they wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> this is a little freaky now. <laughs> and I ended up calling... I was like, I can call him on his phone <laughs> right now. And they're like... You have a cell phone. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like... I was like... Hey, get a grip, guys. <laughs> you know what? I cannot wait until we actually... <laughs> I cannot wait until we actually get to the one-year celebration of Celebration <laughs> show because I want to hear your side of the story. What, a so celebration? Yeah. Uh, all the twisted little stories that you you probably experienced. Yeah, they're all coming out of the woodwork slowly. Yeah. Like, it's like my Masamata event tonight. <laughs> so, so you know this guy. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> hey? Yeah. So yes, you know yes, this guy. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm on it. I know what you're talking about. I'm like, yes, is that a good thing? <laughs> mm. <sighs> what to say? Hey, Steve, how you doing? <laughs> All right, well, Republic Commando Triple Zero, uh, the, the name of the book is actually the designation of Coruscant because all of, it, all of the action that actually occurs in the book occurs on Coruscant for the most part. There's about... First little bit. Five percent of the book that occurs You're so in space, because it's really just like a little part of the book that actually ap- ap- happens in some other places than Carson's. And par- happens off the Parliamentinus root spine. Yeah. And it's really funny, and I, I really, I have to read like the first few lines of the prologue. <coughs> It's Republic Commando covered insertion of Unfest, a Trivis sector, Adarim, 10 months after Geonosis. Private journal of RC8015, a.k.a. Phi. You have to see the funny side of things in the army. I think they have a real sense of humor in defense procurement. You know, just them. So, I ask, how long did you put in a request for black stealth armor? Seven standard morts, says Darman. Staring out the gunship's crew bay onto an unbroken plain of snow. White snow. The freezing wind is whipping flurries of it into the open bay, you know, when we get back from Quilura. And now, they issue it to us, the do raid on fast, the whole planet's covered in snow, from pole to pole. I can hear the gunship pilot laughing over the comlink circuit. He can't resist. Want to borrow my armor? It's nice and white. <laughs> yes, they've deployed us in black Katurn armor. I'll take a direct hit from a, bla- from a laser cannon to put a dent in us, but it would be it would be nice to have the comfort of camouflage when we hit the ground, and that's that's so hilarious because it's taking us all the way back to the beginning of our contact, where they're just going on a plain assault on Quilora, and they're basically doing so in their white armor, and they cannot have camo armor. <laughs> Makes no sense. 
it makes no sense whatsoever. And the funny thing is that all through the Hard Contact book, you know, there's this quick little mention of like, why can't they wear black and all that? And there's the whole backstory of that when you actually talk to Karen, that she can tell you that she really wanted to have the guys to be able to wear black armor, but Lucasfilm wouldn't let her. Mm. And now they do. <laughs> well, of course, if you put them on a snow planet, you know. So that's hilarious. And uh, there's actually this little this little part where they actually go into space. They raid a pirate ship. They actually s- accidentally kill two of them because there's another ship that just blast off their dropships and unlock the airlocks. And two guys are basically sucked out in the void of space. And guess who rescues them? Delta. Delta Squad. And of course, Fi just couldn't help himself. He had to crack the, the of course, you know. Ah, oh, Scorch, my hero. <laughs> so that was really funny. All through the book, you can see Fi's cracks. And honestly, I was reading this book, and it's one of the rare books. When I was reading them, I was actually laughing at them. Because I could put myself in the place of Fi at that time in the story, and I could just understand, like, his sarcasm. See, yeah. See, see, I know you, and you kind of say things like that. We're in a bad situation, and you're like, hey, isn't it great? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah, that's it, because you know what? You just got to keep, you know, a positive mind about things. And just like Fi like said, you have to see the funny side of things. And I'm just going to have not only in the Army, in life in general. I so. agree. So the guys actually get saved by Delta Squad And they bring back some uh, Some prisoners One human and two Nyctos And they bring them back to Coruscant Because Coruscant has been under bombing And it's fun to see that In the Star Wars universe There's actually 369 days to a year Instead of 365 days mm-hmm. 269? 369 369 And there's uh, 10 months isn't it? That's that's probable. I'm not sure about that though. And um, basically, that's that's really it. It's they they go back to Coruscant. They meet up with Sarge Calscarada. That's right. He's back in the book. Was he in the first one? Because he's mentioned a lot in the first one, but he's actually not present in the first one. He's he's first appeared in Targets, the uh, short story that was published in the Star Wars Insider, and which is also at the end of this book. Cool. So if you haven't gotten the insider, you can grab well, a second chance at reading. reading it. And the the guys just drop on Coruscant, and they actually go undercover on Coruscant. Yeah, I liked that. But of course, they're clones, so you can't have them really walk by in full armor, just like any null arc has been walking over Coruscant for the past year, because well, it's going to be one. very there's suspicious. There's only one null arc walking around. Really. It's Ordo, but exactly. like the six uh, at the beginning, like the other ones were also walking over there. Then they went on missions and all that. But from time to time, you know, they got together. And funny thing is, Kals Kirata manages to talk to Master Arliganze and get himself, you know, a Jack Bauer kind of thing. Gets himself the permission to do his undercover mission to find who's doing the bombing on Carson. And why is he taking it so personally? It's because all the bombings are actually occurring on barracks of the clone army, of the Grand Army of the Republic. So he manages to get his his, his, uh, actual mission up 
he gets his boys to do the mission. He actually gets one null arc to do the mission with them. So that's a lot of manpower. That's a shitload of manpower. And there's only one problem. How can you possibly put six... How can you possibly put nine clones out in the wild doing a mission but not actually, you know, looking suspicious or anything? Well, why don't you put a full battalion on, on stop for the time being? On leave. On leave. And you just let them walk to Carson. Mm-hmm. And guess which battalion they bring. They they they, they let the five oh first out? They let the forty first to lead out. The guys who killed Kaedima in the end. The end. Oh <laughs> So I was laughing I was laughing at this because it's like it's the forty first elite on, on Carson. I'm like, cool, that's so nice. And the they're basically just walking around and they're all in those red suits. If you remember uh episode two, when they're all eating they mm-hmm. they got those red suits on. That's what they're actually dressed into. When they're still in Camino. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Camino, and they're all dressed in that, and they're just walking around, but they're all looking the same. So you can see how disturbing that is. Mm-hmm. And basically, the guys do some follow and some, you know, some following jobs and some uh, uh, lookout jobs. And it's very very interesting to see all the logistics that goes into this book while not being m- too much messing up with your mind. Karen did an incredible job at describing the way the operation is going tr- is going down. And for those of you who've been listening to the show so that you actually remember um, the, uh, the, the first uh, book we talked about, Hard Contact, I said that Hard Contact was a little bit slow in pace. Well, Republic Commando actually starts I- into action and all through the book, the pace still remains the same, but it's a f- much faster pace, and it's really easy to actually read through. And once you opened it up, it's somewhat hard to actually let it down. Especially if you're a big fan of Republic, Republic Commandos. And um, the book itself, I found to be awesome. Uh, am I going to tell you if, in the, gu- in the end, there's any loss of personnel? No. You've got to find that out for yourself. Uh, if you haven't read the book yet, I highly recommend it. It's a very, very cheap buy and a very, uh, very good investment for your Star Wars book collection. And just remember, Omega Squad, Delta Squad, you get two different Sarge, Wallen Vow and Kals Kirata. You have two different Jedi Masters. One was mentioned at the beginning of Hard Contact, Ju- uh, Barden Juzik. And, of course, Ethan Turman... Uh, who was in hard contact with Darman, and there's actually some action going on with a Jedi and a Republic Commando. So for those of you who have Cut. read Hard Contact, Cut. that's all I have to say about that relationship. You know what? It's not a decut relationship, and I just love the way they actually go for it. I, I just feel the Idika. I, I just feel for that Idika that never know his mother. <laughs> Why is that? Well, she'll probably get downed with Order 66 eventually. Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah. But you know what? And and having Cal Scarita as a dad, it's not a great life. Why not? Um, he's not a nice guy. But the question Cal is... Cal is a very nice man. No, he's not. Yes, he he's is. He's a... He's a very nice man, and you can actually see that in the 
very beginning of the book when they actually flash back on Kamino when the whole story started. And they, they actually bring Django and Cal. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Nice doesn't mean merciless. What's that supposed to mean? He's merciless, yes, but he's not a nice guy. Yes, he's a very nice guy. He just happens to know how to take people's how to take people out. That's all. Yeah, not nice. I think I, I think he's nice. He's a Mandalorian. That's the Mandalorian way of life. I never said Mandalorians were nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. Not Why really? wouldn't they be? Why They're they hardened be? warriors. Why would they want to be? They're g- they, they are have a, a very family driven. They have a family proud relationship. Yeah. Blah blah blah. They're not nice people. <sighs> the educated, um, all those things, maybe, but they're not nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He may be a good father. Doesn't mean he's nice. Okay. Well, Cal Skirata was actually. Renounced by his kids. I know. His original kids. I know. But so you know what? Doesn't that tell you that there's some sort of an issue there? There. You know why he was renounced by his kids? Because he didn't. Because he lived in the Mando way. No. Nope. And you want you want me to but tell you why? But that's a big shameful thing to be denounced. It's actually some. It's actually very subtle. He became one of those who didn't exist anymore, and went on Camino to train the clones. Yeah, but he was d- he was he was and his wife renounced. died. His wife passed away during that time, and the kids actually went looking for him, but they couldn't find him. And they actually met with Django. Okay. And Django told Cal about the passing of his wife, but he said, "You know what? There's nothing I can do about it. I have to do this job." And he remained on Camino. Mm-hmm. So that's when the kids said, "Our father is not a good father." But you know what? At that time, he was actually taking care of six little boys. And I think that's a very honest thing to do. Especially since those six little boys were scheduled for elimination. Again, Sebastian, does make him a nice guy? I think he's a nice guy. As nice as I am. It's not very nice. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> I've never said you were nice. Yeah, so <laughs> well, I think we now made, made it pretty clear. But I'm not a nice guy. Well, I think you're a nice guy. Okay, thank you. So anyway, um, Kals Karata saves the lives of six little clone prototypes, and they then became the Null Arcs. Now, why why do they keep mentioning Alphas as, like, surly and not very nice? Well, they're... I never got that. They're basically clones of Django, but with genes that will let them be, you know, obedient. Not the Alpha Arcs. Unlike the Null Arcs. The Alpha Batch is actually the first... is actually the Arc Troopers. Okay. The Null Arcs are the six prototypes that came just before that. Yeah, that's what I thought. And... But why do they mention that the Arcs are surly? Like, even the Alpha Arcs... Like, they mention that specifically the Alphas are surly and jerky and more so... What, are there Beta Arcs? That's why I never understood. No, there's no better arcs. There's only the alpha batch. Okay. And there were th- they're they're alpha because they were the actual first batch that came out of the full clone processing. Okay. With the uh, the actual gene manipulation and all that to be obedient and actually 
do their job. Execute Order 66. So. Then the, R- the RCs are like beta? The RC are somewhat, could be considered beta, yeah. Okay. And then they did the rest. And then there's the rest. They did the rest of the... Uh, That's it. Shinies. Yeah. Stormies. <laughs> Shiny suits. And um, basically, I have to. I have to also. Like I promised you guys, I wouldn't read out of books anymore. You bastard. <laughs> but you know what? Coming. This little part, I think. I I think personally, it's very romantic for a Star Wars book, but also very sexy. So hey. I'll just go on and. Are I'll there Leku involved? There's no Lekus involved. <laughs> what? I, I actually, there are Lekus involved in this book. <laughs> because one yeah. of one of Omega Squad Aten actually gets to go out with Lasima, who's a server, uh, uh, the Twi'lek. a waitress, Twi'lek, a Twi'lek waitress from Quibu's hut. Who's oh, that's so staying. funny because <laughs> Quibu's a hut. Yeah, that's right. So basically, there's there's nothing that we s- that we hear happening between them. But I was just finding it so hilarious that there was Aten going out with. Lasima, who's a twilling girl. Anyhow, this is actually uh, the uh, scene where Darman and Ethan pretty much conclude their their love. It, they in this I act think, of passion. I think it's more of a consummate. Yeah. Well, there's actually no mention of the conception. No. <laughs> consumption, <laughs> not conception. Consumption. Consumption. I don't know. I don't know. There might be. Their love burnt and burnt and burnt. No? Okay. I don't know. French Canadian, forget about it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so anyhow, Ethan just came back from doing her first war interrogation. <coughs> She's be- she actually became a general between Art Contact and this time. She's been leading the forty first elite on some assaults and that's why they're all back on Carson now. Uh but right after she came out of that first interrogation, there's a little moment that happens where Darman comes and looks up on her. And that leads to this part. Darman suddenly took exceptional interest in the remains of the stake, which might have been nerf after all. I don't think anyone believed females would matter to us given our life expectancy, and it was relevant to combat. That was freshly agonizing. Of all the injustice piled on these clones who had never been given choices, that was the worst, the denial of any individual future, of hope itself. If they beat the odds of battle, they were still doomed to lose the war against time. Darman would probably be dead in 30 years, and she wouldn't even be halfway through her life by then. I bet Cal thought it was important. Darman chewed his lip and averted his gaze. She wasn't sure if he was embarrassed or if he simply didn't know what she was really asking. He never mentioned what to do about generals, he said quietly. My master never specifically mentioned soldiers either. I hear you ignore orders anyway. I was afraid I'd see you again, Dar. But you're here now, and that's all that matters. She held her hand out to him, he hesitated for a moment, and then reached across the table and took it. We could be dead tomorrow, both of us. Or the next day, or the next week, that's war. She thought of the other Fi, whose life ebbed away in her arms. And I don't want you to die without telling you that I missed you every day since you left. That I love you, and I don't believe what I was taught about attachment any more than you should believe that you were bred only to die for the Republic. This was breaking all the rules. 
But the war had broken all the rules of peacekeeping, Jedi and a civilized Republic anyway. The Force wouldn't be thrown into turmoil if a mediocre Jedi and a clone soldiers who had no rights broke just one more. I never stopped thinking about you either, said Darman. Not for a moment. So, how long does it take two squads to finish their meals in the bar? Long enough, I think, said Darman. You know, I think that pretty much says it all. That, that's pretty f- cheesy. I was about to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just cheese there. You know what? It might be cheese, but it touched me. I think you it touch was yourself so a lot, don't you? Ha, ha, ha. I thought it was funny. That's because I got no one to touch myself. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut up, Brian. <laughs> so anyhow... <laughs> The uh, the basics. The story goes on, and towards the end, we learn that Ethan actually got pregnant. <gasps> that night. Spoilers, people! Spoilers. <laughs> and she got knocked up. She's told by Cal to get the kid all to basically get the kid out of her system within five months. True Jedi. True Jedi meditation. She can actually accelerate the process of. Uh, of her pregnancy and then he, she has to bring the kid back to him so he can raise it why does like why does he dictate this that's what I never understood it's like you're gonna do this you have no choice because he thinks this is a kid that should be raised the Mando way oh she wants him to be raised the Mando way yeah and she actually wants him to be raised with Darman but Darman Darman actually wants to stay in the squad and he he has no idea he's get he, he's getting a kid with Ethan now, and that's probably better that way because why when you get matters such as family on your on your mind, you get a much more better chance of screwing up. And you get distracted. And you get distracted. Would you run across a crossfire field if you had children uh, and a wife? Okay. Audrey, do you think Mike, your husband, takes chances like that? Because he's in the army. Um, do you well, think that affects him? When you go out to do a job with the army, you do what you're told with the army. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be a big deal for Darman. He's been trained into his brain to do his orders. I don't think a child would make a big difference for him. I think it would make his life better. I think he would be happier, knowing that he has a child. Happier, yes. However, if the child is with uh, the unit... And the unit's in danger, and he knew that it was his child. Then it might be a little bit more of a distraction. But if he's off somewhere else, and he doesn't know that he has a child... But totally wouldn't, he, wouldn't he feel better that Cal had the child? Because Cal's not going to go into the front lines. Chances are, Cal's not on the front lines. Yeah. Wouldn't he feel better knowing that you know his child's alive, safe, with his father, pretty much... And his father's raising him, and he does get to see his own child on Roll. the off chance, and gets to see, talk to him at least. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would, I think that would make him happier than to know. But maybe he would want to have the child raised by the mother, and the mother, you know, go off in exile and hide herself. It would save her from the possibilities of Order sixty six that they don't know about yet. That's and it. And you know, is the child force sensitive? Could she probably 
do something about, you know, the Jedi way with the child at the same time. You That's know, right. You have to look at the whole picture. That's why I was totally going over and over about the Mandalorian Jedi thing last week. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, I think it's a fascinating way of life that is the Mendo way. And if you mix in some Jedi powers in there, that could be, that could be very interesting concept. But anyhow, triple zero. Uh, the the actual explanation of why Cal is ordering her to do that is actually at the end of the book. So when you're reading it, you can definitely understand why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it all for you. I'm going to let you know. I'm going. I'm going to s- let you see what happens with the guys and if they lose someone or whatever. And right now I'm going to tell you, if you're reading this book, there is a lot of uh, Mandalorian into it. So you might feel a little bit lost from time to time. There's well, a glossary, though. Well, fear not, because there's a glossary at the end of the entire Mandal language. And it's also on the internet on Karen's site. For those of you who were listening to us uh, last week, you know that already. For those of you who weren't, now you knew. Uh, you can pretty much go learn Mandalorian. And also at the end is a nice little uh, first chapter of Star Wars Legacy of the Force. Wow. So. Not really a full first chapter, just a teaser. Just a teaser. Oh, I just can't wait, though. And definitely I haven't read it yet because I haven't read a book, but I'm going to read it. It, it definitely okay, so is a teaser. I, I mean, Wedge and Boxers, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wedge does it for me. <laughs> Especially old Wedge. Isn't he like yeah, 60 now? Yeah. Hey, Brian, 60 it's is the new, the new 40. 40. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. you weren't there. Yes, I was. You were there. Oh, yeah, of course I was there. I remember Danny being there. I don't remember you. Really? I was there. You were there for the conference. No. No, right? <laughs> Danny was there, and uh, Marie Claude, and you and I. And yeah. I was there, half asleep. <laughs> Sadly yeah. enough, it had been a very, very long night. That was the best like hour. I of the entire con. I really wanted to go just for the EU book session. Like, some of the few things I can remember from that is the answer of Surastini to the question, will Ben have kids? And the answer was, he's, he's just, just a, a kid. kid. <laughs> they all looked like, what? What? <laughs> Are you people sane? <laughs> wow. It was so funny. And there was this baby that kept on crying. Yes. So, so, so bad. And people that could not turn off their cell phones during a conference. Yep. Yeah, that's that pretty annoying. annoying. Especially at Celebration. Like there, there was a couple of people that almost got up to give that person the beats. Well, <laughs> I mean, It got on. to the point that they were just ringing the whole time. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. We really need to talk to you. The, the we really need to talk to you. was like really getting upset about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And with reason. Yeah. Uh, so, Republic Commando is Triple Zero is definitely a book that you must get into your collection. Uh, must get into it. <laughs> it. It's a really, really good book. It's really well written by Karen Travis again. It's it, awesome. As I said earlier, it's basically Tom Clancy for Star Wars. So it's army novels for the Star Wars universe. And I think there's no one. But Karen, that can put you in in the minds of those Republic Commandos. AKA They're her boys, aka SAS, aka SEALs, uh, the way she does. It's so. just a it's a really original point of view. It's a very original point of view. And you know what? Yesterday, when I was doing the photography f- during the paintball, and I was running ag- 
like between crossfires. <laughs> it was I I was somewhat thinking of what these guys were going through from time to time and I'm like wow this is like paintball if this was real like war I probably couldn't move my arms right now I'd be limping <laughs> and my ass would hurt a lot <laughs> uh, they would have shot you for real so but I would still be alive anyhow that was funny and Republic Mando is an extremely good book uh, I recommend it. Audrey, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of the pace of the book so far? Um, it's certainly quick moving. Uh, you just have to keep up with all the characters and who they are and which squadron or commando unit That's they belong it. to. The only thing I didn't understand was the whole thing about maybe I missed it because I didn't read the first one, but Atten, yeah, and um, and Sev. What happened there? Okay, basically, here's the... Well, you actually get the entire information from later on in the book. But Aethan was shipped to Geon- uh, Geonosis. Basically, all the all the Republic commandos were used as infantry on Geonosis. Okay. So a lot of... the Half of them died that day. Okay. And all of Aethan's squad pretty much died. Okay. And... They yeah, and all of the other guys as well. They all like uh, I think uh, I think Niner and Fi come from the same squad, but Darman lost his squad and Aethan lost his squad, okay. and they had to just like mix up squads after that to just put them together. Put them together with like new squads and all that, and the um, the actual thing is that. Both uh, all three, all three of Niner, Fi, and Darman were trained by Kalskirata on Camino, while Aethan so was actually trained by Wallen Val, as well as all the guys from Delta Squad. Oh. And there was a little. There was there was actually a point in training when uh, Aethan was actually attacked in a small room by very very unlike. Unlikely animal to actually that little animal thing. What the animal thing? Yeah. Okay. And Cal's Kirata came in, took the gu- took the boy out, and took it up with Wallen Val. Oh. So that's all. That's all of what teasing about Sev and Aiden is. Is that you know we didn't lose our squad on Geonosis, and uh, we don't have w- someone like Cal never came to. Just like you know, get us. And Aiton was a little bit more headstrong than his than his teammates, so that's why he got the animal treatment. But at at the other point, like later on in the book, you can see that Aiton and Sev pretty much get along together at the end, and okay, it's still true. okay. And the whole thing between Aiton and Wallenval gets resolved as well. I can tell Good. you that much. I'm not going to tell you how, but I can tell you as much. So. Definitely a lot of very nice points into that little bubble universe of Republic Mandos. And it's really good because Karen can write about, you know, things happening and all that, but you don't uh, you don't actually step on any other people's toes. And the book ends with Cal and two of the Null Arcs going after one of the Kaminoan who developed the uh, the clone gene. Oh. And 
she's the one tech who actually went missing after the Battle of Camino. And maybe we're going to hear about it in the next story uh, by Karen Travis Odds in Insider Number 87. Cool. And you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping for longer longevity for the Null arcs, at least. Yeah, me too. And maybe some of Omega Delta Squad. Let's hope so. Like, at least Darman, it, w- it would be really, really nice. So, yeah. And Brian. Yes. What do you think of the pace of the book? It's good. It's. I'm really busy right now, so I'm not able to, like, sit down and read it. I always get to it, and then I'm, like, reading it, reading it, reading it, and then my energy dies, and I start to fall asleep, and I put it down, because I don't want to, like, fall asleep with the book in my face. Yeah. And die! Because yeah. I wouldn't be able to read the book. But you know what you should do? You should drink balls, energy drink. I gotta sleep, man. No, you don't. You gotta drink balls, energy drink. I don't like balls in my mouth. How could you? How could I? Obviously not very well. I've never tried it. Alright, next <laughs> next week I'm gonna bring in a case of balls. As cool. Well. I, know, I, I know I owe one to Danny for doing all his work and all that, so... Alright, well, uh, speaking of Danny, I'm going to call him right now. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. He is the chosen one. You must see it. I am the wellspring from which you flow. What will your world be without me? What we do in life echoes in eternity. Hello. Hi there. Next time I have to remember to locate the redial button before, like, pressing the call button. <laughs> so, Danny. Yeah. You've read the book. Oh, yeah. You got it a week earlier than me, you lucky bastard. It's not lucky. I just know where to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> keep, keep on teasing me. <laughs> and what did you think of the book? It's pretty good. I liked it. As much as uh, Art Contact, it was very different. Like, Art Contact is more uh, classic uh, army-style war outside. And the Triple Zero remind me of uh, an episode of 24. <laughs> yeah, it's it's especially with the entire... Uh, chapter thing? Yeah, well, the, the 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 CSF, which is almost the CTU for uh, for Coruscant, yeah. and you also have all the time frame of the book, which is explained from chapters to chapters. Mm-hmm. That's you that got the chronology, yeah. Yeah, right. And also the uh, you, you mentioned Tom Clancy. I think it, it's a good analogy for that kind of a book. Uh, at first, I was going with 24, but when you mentioned Tom Clancy, it's, yeah, it's pretty much that. <laughs> well, uh, how did you? What did you think of the pace of the book this time around? Oh, it's 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 good. Uh, because it's much faster than last time. Yeah, but it's a shorter time frame. It's yeah. It, it runs like two or three days. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I think it's two or three days, maybe a little bit more. No, it's more like a week. It, yeah, it's about a week, actually. Because they... No, actually, it's 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 more like... It's almost a month, because I know it's I know it's like... Th- they, they actually are on the stake, on stakeout for two weeks. Okay. So, 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really good. I I'm really happy that the 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 clone had some action. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got the the right right that Jedi thing going on again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we got to make a T-shirt with Etain on it. <laughs> uh, you got Etain with Darmin, uh, Aten with that Twilek. I don't remember the name that you mentioned. Uh, Lasima. And you even got Ordo. We've got something... Uh, yeah, with or- the, uh, Ordo's got something going on with one of the CSF people. Yeah, that's it. The CSF Internal Business Affairs. <laughs> internal Affairs. So you only you only have Niner who's like, okay, I'm alone now. <laughs> well, Niner and Phi. Yeah. So they're, they're, let's say they're gay and they're going to get together and everybody's going to oh. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, some people might want to see that. Yeah. I mean, the army brings you close... Those one together. <laughs> oh, don't want to see some broke back action there. <laughs> <laughs> broke back commando. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was cool to see some like that kind of a story uh, because the the last time we had that was in I think Sister's Deception. Get one of the clone. Uh, he met uh, Django's ex girlfriend or something. And they, he kind of left the army, I think, to uh, stay with her or something. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Maybe uh, Audrey remember that. Would you I remember what? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. The uh, I was just looking in the chat. Deception. Uh, I think one of the clones uh, met uh, Django's ex-girlfriend at some point. I'm going to have to tell you right now that this period of the EU isn't really my forte. I have the books, but I haven't really looked at most of them yet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I think that that's the first time we see some kind of love <laughs> between a clone and, and a girl, <laughs> basically. Except for brother, brotherly love. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the interrelation between the two squads in the book? Oh, it's really cool. You know... Uh, it's really well written because we can see each character, even if they weren't clone, we could identify each individual just by the way they act or what they said. And that was a really cool thing because in our minds we see all the same person, but you can differ- differentiate each, each clone. That's, so that's really good writing, you know. Get fired, the comedian, and that's my favorite character now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in the clones, it's my favorite character, and I still my. You mentioned the joke at the start with the Katarn armor. Yeah, the black Katarn armor. So my favorite joke is when the pilot, uh, I think it's Snyder, he was air sick or something. Yeah, and he just he, the pilot just I just washed my ship. Okay, so just put your buckets on and keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled myself on the floor on that joke. I think it's the still a cool joke. It's a vomit joke, but still. <laughs> Danny, you're disgusting. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> You've watched too much of Brothers, uh, of uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Brian mentioned Cal Scarada. I think, I don't think he's nice, but he's a really good father. You know that the disciplined kind of father, uh, you don't screw up or you get slapped. <laughs> yeah. You no, know? I don't think he, he's like he's friendly or something. He's just too straight of a father. You know, 
So that's how I see him. It would be a good thing that Darman doesn't know about about it until he, Cal is raising him. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, I don't see a problem because okay. Darman will be proud of his son being, you know, raised by his father. And he would be proud, and it, it kind of would be a motivation to stay alive, and you know, and even have Ethan back home when he comes back, you know, having some relief. <laughs> you know, I think it would be a good thing. So for now it's okay, but you know, I was sad at the beginning when Cal was uh, angry at uh, Ethan for uh, being pregnant, basically. Yeah. Because I was. I was just reading and reading, hoping to see the statement when Ethan announced Cal. Yeah. But when when I saw that, I see, oh man, that's frustrating. I really would have liked, you know, even Darman to know about it. Yeah, that's it. He, Be- because now, he, right now, he doesn't know he's he's even a father or anything. You know, since then, I have the idea of how kind of Order sixty six would would be uh, if Ethan was leading Omega Squad and you know maybe having Delta Squad in there also you could see both squad you know Delta Squad going after the order yeah and you know Omega Squad wanting to protect Darman and Ethan and going at it and af- after the the conflict uh, the other guy the, the other Omega Squad guy just go, going to Darman leave this place uh, with Ethan and uh, we'll tell that you're dead or something or whatever and go live your life <laughs> that's it that would that would be really 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 good but only Karen holds the key to what happens at Order 66 and I hope she will have the chance to you know write about it I, I think I'm going to start a petition so that we can actually read about that because that would be so good it could be only an insider article for yeah, the story. Even that. Anything. Just the uh, anything. Yeah. Anything at all. I want to know what happens. Yeah. And like e- or even it's like if I hear some stories in some other book in the legacy series about a Jedi Mandalorian. <laughs> a Mandalorian Jedi that she said that there wasn't going to be one. Yeah. But that, that she said but now she has the idea. <laughs> But I meant about like something else. Okay. Uh, you know, just regular. Hopefully, we'll we'll have we'll have some mentions of you know the Skirata descendants. Yeah. That'd be that'd be nice. And uh, speaking of Skirata and uh, and his ways, what do you think of the way he actually treats both squads and you know have them somewhat participate in? In some sort of actions together, so that they they basically bond and get better at at, uh, at fighting. I think he didn't have a choice. Uh, in those kind of operations, you need everybody on the same you know time. They yeah. they, they all need to be on the same frequency. Same page, you could yeah. Say. <laughs> you know, they they don't they don't need conflict because any kind of Operation when people are not uh, thinking uh, the same way, yeah, could be trouble. So uh, he didn't have a choice. So he, 
mentioned that at the first meeting, you know, shake hands or, uh, you know, we'll use maybe somebody else, I don't know, but but the stakeout was cool. Yeah, the stakeout is really, really fun. And, and what do you think of the character that of uh, Barton Jusik that we see in the very beginning of Art Contact for about five minutes, let's say, in Star Wars time? And he's, he's, he's in there through the entire book, and we can see his, enti- his actual personality there. The, 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 the Jedi? Yeah, the other Jedi. Yeah, he's like, I would say, he would be like you go, going like into uh, the military or something, <laughs> and <laughs> you're friendly with them and you do a good work, but you're kind of very different than them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, the, the little sidekick work, works hard. <laughs> You are the little sidekick, aren't you, Sebastian? I am. <laughs> yeah, they like to sidekick him. <laughs> yeah, but now he works hard enough, so, you know, the clones judge the other partners and friends by how much hard they work, so... Yeah, and they're they're basically treating him as one of their own, because he's, he's just a Jedi... But and, and and a general at this point in the story, but he's also a general who actually cares about his troops and a general who's not afraid to actually be on the front line. But they were like playing some kind of a sport. Uh, I was like maybe uh, imagining lacrosse or maybe not hockey, but you know when they were like playing some kind of uh, sport and he didn't use his Jedi skills. Okay. You know, even... Uh, if he, were, he was beat, all beat up during that match, yeah. you know, they play on the under a break or something. I don't remember uh, the time frame exactly. Yeah. So that proves that he didn't want to be above them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the where he bonded with the other guys, really. <laughs> w- would you actually recommend that book? Oh, yeah. Definitely? Maybe uh, read uh, Art Contact first. You are, you, you'll maybe know more about Omega Squad and how Ethan and Dorman, why they're like, they like each other. Because at the start of the book, we know they like each other, but we don't really know how, uh, why. Yeah, we don't know where the relationship comes from. Yeah. And they're mentioned it, but if you didn't read the first book, you know. That's it. Both, um, both Brian and Audrey have not read. Hard contact, mm-hmm. and they do find some some tricky parts in the book because of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe read the short story Target. That's where you first see Cal Skerata. Yep. And you know, there's a scene where uh, he's with Phi and Phi or Phi. 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 Phi because it's a shorter for Fiver. Okay. And and, he, he and Ordo. Uh, talk to Fai and he's seeing Aiton and he, he said who's this guy yep. and Fai says oh it's Aiton he doesn't have time to explain but uh, that's when we know that he you know he knows that he d- didn't raise that guy <laughs> yeah that's it he, he doesn't actually know that guy at that point and, in time. That, and that's the first mention also that they have the Katarn armor because Kalskerada arrives and he says, Hey, nice <laughs> nice new armor. Are you going on a date or something? <laughs> no? But but at that time it's still white. Yeah. And and it's the way it actually begins, targets. Uh that's that's the first pretty good 
like idea of what what Phi is. Yeah, and they shoot on. Uh, they, they they try their guns on the armor just to see. That's it. It's like it works. It's like Gohan said, Phi, shoot me. Do your worst. You're all mouth. And Aiden squeezed the trigger. <laughs> Phi armored breastplate puffed a cloud of coating with a loud crack. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like he gets shot at the very beginning of the story and he does a very heroic action during that story that is mentioned a few times yeah. in Triple Zero. He jumps on the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And uh you'll you'll I'll let people actually go through target like go through hard contact, go through targets, and you'll find yourself very much at home in Republic Commando Triple Zero. Yeah. It's really uh, a really good book because it's not your usual clone novel because all the other clones Maybe in Sister's Deception, there's a little bit of, you know, you, you see more the personality of some clones, but most of the time, uh, the stories are about the Jedi surrounded by clones instead of the, the other way around. Yeah. But uh, in Art Contact, it focuses on the uh, personality of the clones. So, uh. And you mentioned the glossary. Uh, there's some word at the end of... Uh, Art uh, triple zero in the glossary that are not into the uh, PDF files. Okay. So you might have both. It p will probably be added to the PDF files, and maybe the new word that she uh, did for us, the fandom word, maybe she will add it to the uh, the list. But uh, we will see. I'm most definitely guessing it will be added uh, from yeah, like when it actually has to come to it. So. So I. I Maybe give it a eight out out of ten, maybe nine. It's really good. I'm I'm definitely you, you you have to like those kind of books. I was hopefully hoping for a more military uh, style book, you know, more traditional military with their armor on and and everything like that. But it was kind of cool to see them without armor, except uh, like a. Uh, at the very beginning. Yeah, because they only have a, a, an armor under their clothes, like a anti-bullet, uh, bulletproof vest. Yeah, the, the basic jumpsuit that actually is somewhat bulletproof and uh, will keep blades away. Yeah. But it's it's still sensitive to blasters and other things. Mm-hmm. But so. you know, it it's kind of a action story. Yeah. So uh, it's a, an episode of 24 with a lot of Jack Bowers. Yeah, it's a, like all clones of Jack. <laughs> but they, they're not as... Uh, no, Jack Bowers is more insane a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then... All right. I've just posted in the, um, in the chat room a link to my ongoing project of uh, Katarn Armor. For Republic Commandos armor. Yeah, and I saw that picture on the webcam this week. And right now, people can actually—you're <laughs> looking at the webcam—and <laughs> uh, people can actually see uh, where I'm where I'm at with my torso right now. And if I can find some time this week, probably by next week. You need to get it approved by Karen. I'll have something that's going to be much more interesting to look at. Yeah. How's your helmet coming? The helmet hasn't moved so far. Okay. Because I've been taking a look at another picture, and I'm probably going to be building it from from scratch. You should probably base yourself on some stormy stuff. Not really. The face comes forward. Yes and no. You need to get Scorch, the action figure. Yeah. 
that's that's a definite thing. I, I need to get him. And there's actually Porsche will become the the new Boba Fett figure from the vintage line. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, I, people say that it's so r- rare that he's one per case yeah. of uh, the Geonosis line. But you know what? I'm thinking that maybe in this particular uh, case, the um, the the guys like over at Legends might have a f- might might have some extras. Yeah. And um, that's probably the only figure I would buy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the only figure I'm buying so far this year. I'm actually gonna send you a uh, in the chat room also a copy of a link I found this week looking for references for uh, Republic Commando's armor. There's a guy who did it, it, like custom figures of Delta Squad, and they are incredible. Oh, the, the, the like the little montage with the four figures. The four figures oh, and it's so incredible. And there's another one with a fifth one in the background, which is just a basic one. And the there's like this guy, this uh, boss. Uh, with his helmet off. I think if you uh, if you look in the old topics in the Star Wars in our uh, Star Wars on Direct board, uh, I think Vader live forever. Put a link with the image of the custom uh, yeah. scene with the four uh, Omega Squad or Delta Squad. Delta Squad. Before yeah. the figure was even made. That's it. It's so incredible. And that actual figure that people might be looking at right now is much more accurate I believe than Scorch is yeah yeah, it's perfect it's incredible if you go try and find that link it's so great oh it's in the chat room right now people can take a look at it it's in the chat room okay so yeah that's it well thank you very much for coming Brian uh, Danny oh. and Brian now <laughs> <laughs> good job Seb <sighs> you see there you go I lost it I totally lost it Oh. At least you got to press stop after each introduction. <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't I do good this week? But you know what? I didn't put in your uh, your intro, so you'll have to put it in the edit. Oh, no problem. <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah, that's just cut off the uh, the, the 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 phone the phone mm-hmm. call, and uh, you'll be able to put that in there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you next time. Yep. Bye. 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 So, that was it. I think uh, he says 8 to 9. I'm pretty much 9, 9.5. It's definitely a book in my top collection. If I was stranded on an island, I would read that book back and forth all the time. Cover to cover, you mean? Cover to cover all the time. Well, there was a thread on uh, something awful about what's what fantasy science fiction books somebody read, and I said, well, if you're into Star Wars, anything by Karen Travis is good, and... Put a bunch of like Troy Denning I put in there and my Stephen Barnes uh, Sister's Deception. I didn't put Stephen Barnes because I haven't read that one. Uh, I put anything by Tim Zahn, my th- Michael like Starkhole, Aaron Alston. I put like Kevin Janerson. It's iffy. And James mm. James Sino, his stuff, his good stuff is really really good. His other stuff is okay. Is okay. It's okay. I prefer Stover, Matthew Stover. Traders, my favorite Star Wars book. Yeah, Traders very good. It's way up there on my list. All right, I'm uh, I'm posting in the chat right now the uh, the picture. It's on eBay right now. The uh, picture of a, a Scorch action figure. 
looks iffy. And it's it's up to five dollar fifty US. Oh no, wait, it's up to eleven eleven dollars and one cents. Oh, he looks so cool. And it's actually up <coughs> for the next eight minutes. So should we actually Quick, guys, take take a look at how I will go? <laughs> Are you guys willing to s- to stay in until like eight minutes? Well, <laughs> it's at eleven dollars now, and I just clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's seven what I'm saying. Seven minutes too. and thirty-seven seconds. Quick, keep refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We just keep in on refreshing. Twenty-five seconds. <laughs> we just we just keep on refreshing. I'm gonna sign in and I'm gonna bid for it and I'm gonna win it. Should I? If you want it, go uh, for it. Eleven bucks. And we're all gonna much. watch. I'm gonna find a buy it one, buy it, it now one for cheaper. Yeah, that's it. Most of the bidding is in the last uh, last minutes. I don't know, how, like, because that's U.S. You know. Yeah, and then how much is the postage? Do they ship to Canada? It's five fifty shipping. Are, are they going to ship internationally? Uh, I don't know. Because there's some that don't. It 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 does. Do they? I don't know. Check it out. Do they? Do they ship? Hang on, hang on. I'm looking. I'm scrolling. Yeah, that's it. <coughs> I always ask them in a personal message to take it off as a gift for me when I visit. Yeah. And uh, like tips that Adria is saying is yeah. like if you're in the U.S. and you're sending something to your buds <coughs> in Canada, just like sli- put in gift on it because otherwise they're gonna they're gonna charge you for it or promo. If you put promo, that works as well. They don't charge anything for promo objects. I don't think you can get it. Stuff. Available to United States only. We'll ship to United States. There's no. nothing about international here. See, that's so unfair. I only he's have not one. A good no, he's yeah, not a he's good... No, he's uh, new. I don't know if you want to... He's 100%, but he's only for six. Okay. Ah, there's a buy it now. Oh. How much? How much? Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine for buy it now. What's that? That's the starting bid. Damn, I. Where? Yeah. I don't remember my password. You don't remember your password? I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I bought off eBay like this one's good. (laughs) Sign in. Buy it for me. Wait, I think I might got. I might. Damn. Okay, I don't remember. Well, what do you want bought? Not not this one because it doesn't ship to Canada. Yeah, no, not this one, but. I'm just looking, Shippy. people. It's like <coughs> this week, people are going to be sending me links to, to scorch action figures. <laughs> Our whole the mailbox is going to be filled. That's it. Well, speaking of which, actually, uh, worth a little mention, there is uh, available for for you guys out there uh, a small little website. Holy moly! It's a variant. What a variant? There's variants. It's like no. fifty bucks. What's the variant? Rare, um... Figures. Three figures? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the C-3PO Scorch and you get the Captain or something. What do I care about C-3PO? I, I got his know. head, like, it's lying C- around. It's there. C-3PO, but <laughs> he's got the, the... It's like a battle droid on his head or something? Yep. Okay, just let me take a look at something. <laughs> There's uh, Alexis, who actually sent us the... Um, the, the the nice little information that Empire Impulse uh, tracks the best-selling Star Wars memorabilia on eBay at a uh, little link that I'm gonna take right now. Copy link location. Of course, I just love it when they pop in those JavaScripts. Thank you, Microsoft. Mm, more like fuck you. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. <laughs> Brad, 
Yes. Stop swearing. Oh, so- no, it's not the right one. <laughs> All right, so you know what? Uh, they're actually tracking the uh, Star Wars items on uh, currently on eBay for us right now, and uh, the um, the top number one item is Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, in terms of Jedi's, and instead it's Darth Vader. And Scorch didn't even make the 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 top the top six list for other characters. Ah, uh, such a deception! There I talked. He would be there. So let's see, let's see how many how many actually bonds we get for Scorch on eBay right now. Well, I did. Two hundred and eighty-one. I did a search for uh, Scorch. There's that's expensive. Jeez. Two hundred and eighty-one. Uh, Actual, the one I f- there's plops. he's going for uh, he's going for about eleven fifty one. The last one we checked, he's two minutes left. Oh, <laughs> they raised. He's eleven fifty one, but he doesn't ship this to Canada, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Well, that's it. You can't you can't get it. You know what? That's what happens, eBay. Yep, you guys you guys think that you could, but. I don't think so. What the hell? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna like. There's one for at ten fifty. <laughs> Danny really, really doesn't want me to pay the server this month. He uh, he just actually sent me the uh, the image of the gentle giant maquette by uh, the Republic Commando ma- little boss they had. Oh, I'll put that in the chat. And it's, it's in the <laughs> chat right now. It's a limited edition that was uh, that was limited to Star Wars shop. And I think it's I think it's still it, it still might be on there, but it's so expensive. It's well, it's so not in color; expensive. it's in bronze. I don't know how yeah, it's about the bronze. It's bronze, but like you know, worst case scenario, you can always like buy it. See, there's there's four hundred of those little little. There's bosses. only three of them on the thing. What do you mean three of them? There's only three commandos. Yeah. Um, isn't there four in a team? I know. But they lost one. One one meant w- one went MIA. MIA. Isn't that? No, there are four. There's like four, but no, it's hard. To, no. Well, I want to say thank you. Yeah, to there's four. There's they're just crouching. There's I want to say in the back crouching. I want to say thank you to Elio because he just been on it for me. <laughs> but really? please stop. It's it's really not worth it. <coughs> And uh, oh, actually, for those of you who missed it this week at the uh, Star Wars shop, the um, Episode Three sculpt- sculpted resin movie poster came just came out. So the treaty thing. So yeah. <coughs> just said okay. Let's let's make a search for the Republic Commando thing on Star Wars shop. See if they have any left. You think they might have any, any gentle giant bust left? They don't. That's too bad. I would have bought one right here, right then. They're such crap. Alright. I think we're going to close the show now because this is just going to be <laughs> a big eBay fest. If we keep on doing this. It's going to be really sad. Two minutes. <laughs> and you know what? It's actually Elio's bid on there right now. Oh, winning bid $13. Oh, somebody cut in last second. Sniper. Minton for me. Mint, Minton for me. Winning bidder. 
Congratulations, Minton, for me. <laughs> He's got eight positive feedback and no negative so far. So, congratulations. And they actually sell action figures. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're starting to go. Eh? I think um, yeah. we have to be on the lookout for those. All right, I'll, I'll go to Legends now. Order mine. I don't care if it costs me. <laughs> Yulio's like, I got outbid. Oh well. <laughs> Thank you very much anyway, and good night to you as well. Um, all right. I was, as I was going to say, we're going to close that show. The next show will be Star Wars Sound Direct number 80. And following Wookiee's idea of the like numerical years and with the shows and all that, well, I figured you know we might as well celebrate the 26th year of Empire. Cool, don't you th- don't you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I won't tease you about it, I promise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be on March nineteenth, next Sunday. It's going to be at the same regular hour at uh, seven hundred uh, seven hundred p.m. Nineteen hundred hours. Nineteen hundred hours. Just mm-hmm. like in Republic of Nineteen hundred hours. Keep going, back. You don't like it when I do that. I live on twenty-four hour clock all the time. Nursing clock is a 24-hour clock. Military yeah. clock is a 24-hour clock. That's it. That's my household. Military. <laughs> Military and nursing. You have a Jedi <laughs> healer and you have the commando. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll be talking like about Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. What? What's that? And I've never seen that movie. I better watch it this week. And we're going to be telling you all about the little things you might not know. Oh, no, you bastard. You're not going to show me those squares. (laughs) I will. (laughs) I wasn't going to, but now that you mention it, I so will. (laughs) The squares around the TIE Fighters. (laughs) And you've seen, like, the original one, right? Not the enhanced version, where you can see through the... The cockpit of the snow speeders. Yeah. Yeah. The shadow going on top of them. Yeah, that's... But that's you know what you don't really notice that, but the squares around the Tie Fighters they were a much less worse in the old version. Now the only <laughs> thing you can see is those garam squares well, going all over the place. I think we need to keep all this discussion for next week. Or yes, we're we discuss need to. it all now, and then next week we're just going to be like, well, well, let's pre-record the, the show for next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get going here. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, if you have any comments about the show or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com or you can leave a message on our blog and our message boards. To become a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at starwars at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, Go vote for us on Podcast Alley once a month. Right, Brian? Yep. Also, join our Frapper. Because we want to know where you're listening in from. Yes. We need yeah. more people from interesting places. Like, outside of North America. Middle East. I want people from Middle East to, to sign up. I want somebody from China. I want someone from Japan. I still don't have someone I from I wonder Japan. if we're si- censored on Google. Do you think so? I don't know. Google China. You type Brian Kieran's on Google China, it doesn't come up. Oh, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> You've been censored. <laughs> and uh, just before you do that, Brian, 
Who's in the chat with us still at this time? We have Admiral Elio Casra, uh, Danny, Punky Walk, uh, Simo Kimonobi, uh, Sky Lover, Snow Trooper, Tiger Claw, Toddy, and Wookie Mart. Yep. So, uh, Danny just reminded me of something very important. Uh, I'm going to be on L'Emission de Patrice this week. So, it's this Thursday. It's at 7 o'clock p.m., I believe. 2000 hours. 2000 hours? 8? 8? 8 p.m. Hey, we, we make it to uh, make it on Google, Google China. China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not censored. <laughs> China rocks. <laughs> and uh, basically, that's it. We're gonna, I'm going to be on TV this week. So it promises to be very funny. So if you drop by the website and it's down, it's probably because we went over bandwidth and crashed the simple net servers. <laughs> so hopefully that's not going to happen, but you never know. And uh, I want to tell everybody that if you have any uh, any suggestions for of things that we may not know about twenty about uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know what surprised me? Send yeah. me something I don't know about Empire Strikes Back. Send us all your little trivia bits. That's right. Works. Send us your little questions too. It's like, do you know what uh, what what uh, both Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford had to eat before they kissed on the Falcon? Try and outsmart us. Oh, she's being buried. Challenge there. Try and outsmart us. Let's hear your best. Oh, <laughs> Adria, will will you be there next week to support us and and help us? That would be fun. Because <laughs> it. You know what? If you're if you're if you're gonna come, I, I'm gonna see to give you a microphone next time. You know what? Just say, just say hi to everybody. Hi everyone. Yeah, I did. What? No, no. You gotta speak closer. Oh my goodness. Okay. Hi. <laughs> see, that's <laughs> it's not that tough. No. Hey, did I tell you that root red suits you suits you well? <gasps> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more teasing for two months because I did that. So we'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors. That's FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, and of course the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com. And all of the following partners, which follow us week after week and month after month, in the blood online, Star Wars Aficionado, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, FurryConflict.com, where you can find Trek Wars the Furry Conflict audio drama, AnakinAndHisAngel.com, Nerf-Order-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter War, Keeping Collectors on Target, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate Message Boards, <laughs> and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio, available at StarWarsWithAZ.com. Of course, all of these links are available through our website at www.swendirect.com. Uh, is everything alright? <laughs> Yeah. I see Adrian doing like weird gestures it's like bit on that bit on that <laughs> it's probably the girl action comments coming in through the chat <laughs> leave it to Danny eh <laughs> okay and uh, of course you know what as a final word of the day I'm just gonna say that if you're if you're a 16 year old and you're playing Counter Strike and you think it's really good and funny and that you pretty sh- much should enroll in the army and you're really good at U.S. Army Online or whatever, maybe you should rethink that because it's not fun. It it could potentially kill you. No, I, then I think it's an absolutely good idea because <laughs> people that play... that the turn-year-old annoying people on the internet that play Counter-Strike should enroll in the Army. Brian? They might get killed. Yeah. 
That's that's a very very arch arch comment, <laughs> and I totally disapprove of that. But you agree? No, I don't. I agree. That it might be noisy. It might be like whining weird people. But you know what? I think I don't think they re- they should like die for that. No, I didn't say they should die for it. They they should get a slap in the face for it, but they shouldn't die for it with a wet fish. Yeah, a trout. Slap, they should be slapped silly with a trout. No, they just need to be stunned with one of those little taser guns. Have them flop on the floor like a fish out of water. Hey, that's right. We're going to Ottawa, you know, during the summer. I know. So we'll, we'll, it's a we'll detour I have to take. I've got to visit this place, and I've got to get me one of them. Can, can <laughs> you, will you tase me? Hey, if you want me to tase you, I'll tase you, honey. <laughs> can I tase him, too? Oh, yeah. No, you can't. Can you, we tase? You can sit on him. <laughs> you guys are so that unfair. Be really interesting. Anyways, <laughs> if you do that, I'll get you back. I give you my word. Hey, oh, I'm, I'm sure a dark lady. you will. <laughs> all right. Well, for all the crew here over at Star Wars Sound Direct, this is Sebastian for Brian and Audrey saying, "See you next time on Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom." You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. sure to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.